Hey, what's going on? It's Doug Cunnington here, and this is The Doug Show. Today, I'm talking to Moosh Feek from the website Flip, and he has this amazing case study that we kind of teased a little bit last year, the last time I interviewed him, but essentially he has 10 x the valuation of a specific website over the course of just 12 months from 2020 to 2021, which is absolutely amazing. So we're going to unpack some of that and talk about some of the details. Uh, There's actually so much information jam-packed in here. We won't be able to go over everything, so we'll certainly link up to the case study information that Mushfiq has published out there. So how's it going today? Hey, Doug. Thanks for having me on. It's going great. How are you? Doing awesome today, and I'm I'm pumped to talk about this case study. I, you know, we were just chatting beforehand, and all the headlines are amazing that I could think of just to to cover what you've done here. So we'll get into the details in a second. But for the people that don't know you, can you talk Mm -hmm. about uh, just who you are and what you do? Just a little short intro. Sure, sure. Yeah. So a quick intro is I, I got started in 2008 where I built my first site and sold it in 2010. Um, it was about $25,000. Life-changing money then uh, kind of helped me go through college. And then I saw this business model of building sites, growing them, and then selling them. So since then, I've done about, right now, probably 185 website flips. Um, I average about 15 a year. They're, they go from small ones, you know, less than 50K up to 100 K 200 K. Um, and I just essentially hold buy them from Flippa or different marketplaces, my network, Facebook groups, and grow them over maybe a six month period, position them for sale and then flip them. Um, so that's my business model. And then with that came the website flip.com where I have uh, a blog where I talk about these case studies, insights, reports, uh, some digital products, etc. Got it. And the website flip, uh, you, you started that one from scratch, right? Yeah. Yeah. I started, it started as a, just a bare bones newsletter in April, 2020, um, right at the you know middle of the pandemic or the start of the pandemic. Um, and then it just grew from there. I switched over to a dedicated domain, the website flip.com in November, 2020. And then since then, you know, that's the case study that we're going to talk about today. Perfect. And one thing we'll mention is we won't use any specific revenue numbers just to keep some yeah. some things private because a lot of things are just yeah. out there. But yeah. we did mention that the valuation of this site is currently right now at the beginning of 2022, like the low seven figures, right? Yes, yes. Is this the highest valuation for a site that you've had? Yeah, yeah. Seven figures, definitely highest. Um, the next biggest will probably be, be about 450 thousand that's still in my portfolio um but yeah usually i don't let things get this big <laughs> i i'm a, f- a flipper so you know when things get about the hundred thousand range less than that i actually just sell um i have you know i, I don't know if we want to get into this but really quickly it's much harder to sell bigger sites than it is smaller sites in short okay that yeah that was exactly what i was going to ask well why don't you want to yeah. have a bigger site okay yeah. Well, let's start getting into the details. So I know there were a few acquisitions that helped fuel the growth here, but can you talk yeah. about sort of the f- foundation? Like, what are we dealing with? Yeah. What kind of site? Where, where's the revenue coming from? And some of those details. 
Yeah. So primarily, you know, I initially of the first six months um, of managing this site, I was never targeting organic traffic. I mean, it was always a byproduct. However, there's not much organic traffic in this space in general. Um, it's not like it's going to get 100,000 page views or a half a million page views. It's always going to be relatively low. So I was more in building up the email newsletter, uh, subscribers, uh, social media, podcasts, um, getting shout outs in other newsletters and building up my subscriber base so that I can share my case studies, reports, um, and then also, you know, develop digital products so that I can cater to that audience. So that was, you know, the main growth. And then over time, you know, organic traffic, it's a brand new domain. So whatever content I put on, it did take time, um, about probably seven months, I was starting to get good enough organic traffic. Um, and so that was that's been the trajectory. In, in some of the details that you have on the blog post, I see it, it's averaging about 15,000 page views per month. Is that is that about yep. right? Yeah, 15,000 page views of that, I would say three to 4,000 is organic traffic and the rest is direct referral social traffic. And when we hear the numbers, like that sounds like, you know, kind of a very small amount. So is that kind of what yeah. you were expecting, understanding the market? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes, for sure. And, and you know, when Q3 2021, so let's say, you know, October, November, maybe a little bit earlier, that time period is when I saw that the organic traffic was picking up my DR, AHS DR authority essentially is picking up. And so I doubled down on getting more uh, organic focused SEO focused content on the site, which started picking up uh, quickly. Um, and then obviously I did some acquisitions that helped add shoulder topics to the site, which had much more uh, traffic potential uh, from organic. Let's get into some of those. So sure. what what acquisitions did you have and yeah. when did you scope those out? Was that part of the original plan or how'd you get into it? Um, no, it's never, it was never part of my original plan. I mean, I'm a big proponent of growth by acquisition. Um, you know, we're never going to be the big players like you know, the big firms that buy up their competitors, but I just do that on a very micro level. I call it micro mergers and acquisitions. Um, and essentially what I'm doing is I'm always on the lookout to buy sites, right? I buy sites on my portfolio, 15 sites a year, I cycle through. Um, and so I'm always on the lookout. And so anything that looks good for the website flip to take on, I'm always there to buy it. And this could be mostly what I'm looking for is two things um, that justify me doing an acquisition, two rationales, essentially. Is it a related topic that I can add to my site? So it's a, a, like a silo, a category that I can now add on to my site that if I make that acquisition and do the redirects, move the content over, it's going to add value. Or is it going to be something that's going to produce leads, leads as in subscribers to my newsletter? So if two of those, if any one of those are hit with an acquisition, I, I go for it. So for example, um, and please stop me if you have any questions, I'm just going to explain one or two of them. Um, so niche websites is, you know, the primary key, let's say content type that I'm targeting, like keyword research, niche digital marketing, um, website flipping, uh, website valuations, brokers, you know, these are the type of contents I was um, touching on. And essentially after maybe mid 2021, I pretty much covered everything in terms of what has keyword research, right? I was running out of ideas. Um, and so 
now I have to branch out into other topics. So domain investing is something that's uh, really interesting to me. Um, I have a lot of articles on my site about using age domains, expired domains to build up niche sites or redirect to niche sites. So the topical authority or relevancy was there. And so I wanted to get into more traditional domain investing, like people who buy domains to hold and then sell later. So domain flipping, essentially. Um, and so we I acquired a site called dngeek.com. This is a DR54, five-year-old site built by a expert in the industry who was a very um, uh, like consistent domain flipper. Um, and it had a ton of content. It had a ton of reports like uh, uh, reports like the 5,000 best domains that were sold in 2021. So these very um, uh, data rich articles, which is what my website is about, data rich articles. So it was a perfect acquisition. And essentially, I introduced a silo on my site called the website flip.com slash domains, where this entire site and its articles were moved into. And now that allowed me to talk about domain investing um, as as a topic. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And when you acquired the site and, and moved over the content, like how long did it take to get traffic in that silo area? Was it already getting traffic? Was there some transition period? Yeah, um, no, there's there's definitely, definitely transition period. So uh, I think I, I, I acquired it around, um, I wanna say, uh, October-ish time period. So by December, um, it was getting about 3,000 page views for just that silo itself. Um, so that was existing traffic that that site had, which was very minimal, uh, maybe less than a thousand. And then obviously when I'm adding it onto my existing site, which has a lot of content and already some domain authority, I think the domain authority before I bought DN Geek was 40 and after I bought it was 61. Um, so it, that, that, uh, that DN Geek site really helped my original site's uh, domain rating go up as well. And so with that, I was able to increase the traffic on this silo. And now I'm adding about um, five to 10 articles a month into that silo, um, focused on different domain investing keywords. And so I hope that to get to that, uh, to get to about 10,000 page views a month within the uh, next two to three months on that silo. Gotcha. Wow. And, and I'm, I'm surprised to hear that your domain rating went up that much just yeah. from do you have any theories on that does that surprise you as well you know i i have zero idea i know that it was going to go up i honestly yeah. didn't think it was going to go from 40 um to 61 and i have a graph in in my case study and you'll see that abrupt jump goes from like 41 to 61 um and that was that acquisition there so no idea how this works it just worked. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Now, did you and have you seen, I know it's been recent, but yeah. do you see more traffic coming in, not more organic traffic specifically to the rest of the site, not that silo because of the, the higher domain rating? Um, yes and no. It's, it's hard to tell. So 
you know, a DR of 40, which is what I had prior, um, is pretty good in the space that I was already operating in. So I was ranking top three for keywords that I really wanted to, which was website valuations, uh, top brokers. I was number one for like best website brokers. Um, I still am. And these kind of keywords that I, I always wanted to target. And then also like age domains, I'm number one for that as well. Um, and so I don't think that DN Geek authority really helped that because I was already up there. So I, I can't say for sure if the future content will rank better, but my theory is yes, it's just hard to measure. Right. And I mean, the whole time you're trying to get more organic traffic through several different areas. So there's not, yeah. it's not an experiment or anything. You have yeah. too many variables to even tell what what's going on. Okay. Exactly. Very cool. And then anything else interesting with the acquisitions um that was a great example where you you know you put a silo on you got sort of higher returns from it than you would have expected and it sounds awesome yeah yeah and there's some byproducts uh this site also came with about uh 1000 domain investors uh subscribers essentially on an email list so that was added to my uh, email list merged into it and it allowed me to uh, essentially the goal of this was to bridge the gap so niche website investors we we usually think of the domain name as a as a secondary thing uh, we usually do keyword research first we do niche research first monetization research first and then we just go on Namecheap or google domains wherever people are buying domains just find something that's relevant and, and just start and that's the way it should be Definitely, you should just get started. However, you know, brandable domains, quality domains add value to your website. If even if that may not be rel- um, like a metric that brokers take into a factor today, it is a it is a metric that a lot of buyers take into a factor. If it's a brandable domain, you can add a lot of topics. It, it just looks better, right? And so I want to. Br- the goal was to bridge that gap that there is niche website investors that need to understand the domain investing space so that they can understand, you know, how to pick a domain. Uh, what is the value of the domain, what value that provides. But then there's the flip side where domain investors buy these six-figure domains, keep them in their portfolio and don't monetize. So those guys need some education on how can they take advantage of those domains, build a content site on it, get it monetized while they're holding onto the domain. So, and then when a buyer comes because domains can you can have random buyers you can hold it for three years and all of a sudden it sells and during those three years you're not making any money so how can those domain investors make money so the goal is to bridge that gap and the way to do that is bring those subscribers to my website flip email newsletter and every wednesday i do a deal flow newsletter essentially i send out three to five websites for sale that are from flippa empire flippers all the big brokers and i also uh, cover now I have a guy on my team now as a domain analyst. He goes to GoDaddy auctions and picks out 10 or 15 of the most branded and SEO focused domains. And we share those in the newsletter. So now both parties are getting to see what's going on in the auctions and then also what's going on in the website niche world as well. Let's hear a quick word from our sponsor, Otis Global. That's O-D-Y-S. And they're the source for premium age domains with strong branding and powerful backlinks. The featured domain for today is a fun one. It's called echofermafarms.com. It was a domain all about 
a cannabis farm. Pretty fun topic, I guess. And, uh, you know, kids don't do drugs or whatever and follow the laws of your particular state. But here in the great state of Colorado, marijuana weed is legal. And this Echo Firma Farms were on a mission to craft the highest quality cannabis, as we all should, for both the body and the mind. Was created back in 2013, so it was about nine years old. Domain rating of 17, domain authority of 26. And you could use this for the very profitable CBD niche. And if I was a, a betting man, you probably will see a decent amount of growth as cannabis and marijuana is legalized across the country here. So I, I don't know how many states have legal marijuana at this point, but there's a handful and it's kind of, you know, it's it sort of hit the tipping point. So in general, you know, as normal, I'd want to recreate some of the pages that already had the backlinks. Of course, you know, don't, you don't want to copy the content from the Wayback Machine or anything. But from there, I mean, you really could go after uh, potentially some low competition keywords, specifically, I think, around informational topics where people are just asking a question. So there are over 105 unique referring domains, 74 of them are do follow. Some of those links include this fun one, ganjapreneur.com, Oregon Live, CannabisBusinessTimes.com, CannabisTech.com, and International CBD as well. So tons of uh, pretty great backlinks in what I would predict to be a growing industry in the future. So thanks a lot to Otis. If you do join using my link, number one, you can get $100 in your account. And I really appreciate it. If you end up buying something, I potentially would get a commission, which I would maybe buy some edibles with. So let's get back to the show here. And thanks again to Otis. As a person that acquire sites and it sounds like you buy at least one per month on average. So you're, you're yeah. an active buyer. Why does the brandable name matter so much versus like, uh, Alex Cooper over at WP Eagle, he did a, you know, a live case study, a public case study, best roof box, right? He was <laughs> able to rank, he made some good money on it, but it just seems so 2008 to me. Yeah. So can you, can yeah. you go deeper on that? Yeah, sure. Um, so from a Google's perspective, it doesn't matter, right? Um, however, from I mean, Google's perspective that they don't really differentiate between exact match keyword focused domain and the brandable domain. However, two other aspects that do matter here. One is the user that's searching. If somebody sees best roof box, um, you know, nothing to Alex here. It's just in general, I've done exact match keywords in the past. Um, I think in today's world, the user is smart. Whoever's searching in Google, they, they kind of look through that um, and just say, okay, do I want to go to bestroofbox.com or do I want to go to car.com that has information about roofbox? It's, it's just more trustworthy when you see these kind of legit brands um, rather than um, specific affiliate content sites. Now, that's from the user perspective. So with that said, you know, even if car.com may rank 
position three, four, five, and best roof box may rank one, I think a user, even me included, would rather click on car.com. And then over time, car.com will take over best roof box because they're getting more action in the SERPs, right? More click-throughs um, and less bounces. Um, that's one. And then from the buyer perspective on the investing side, right? I'm a broker, I'm doing, I'm listing sites for sale weekly, I'm reviewing sites for sale. I can, with, you know, a guarantee that if you have bestroofbox.com and you have roofbox.com, roofbox.com will sell within 24 hours and bestroofbox.com will not sell. That the buyers are changing their thought process and getting away from exact match phrase match domains to more brandable domains. Well said. Okay, so let's talk about monetization a little bit. Where are you earning money in this you know, platform? Yeah, uh, good question. So mostly it's, I have sponsorships um, in my newsletter that pay me a fixed fee. Um, that's about, uh, I want to say about, I have the chart open here, um, about 9% of the total revenues. The majority though is easywins.io. It's one of my digital products that was launched in November, 2020. Um, and that's about 27% of my total revenues. Um, and really what I saw here is that most of my digital products that I launched for the website flip were done in middle of 2021. So they haven't really had a 12 month cycle um, to kind of showcase which one is the winner. Easy Wins has had more than a 12 month uh, time period to showcase. However, trajectory wise, my course is doing the best, which is of course on website flipping. Um, in term, I, I just see that trajectory going much better than easy wins. So yeah, digital products bring in more than 50%. Uh, sponsors bring in about 10%. Affiliate revenue, about 10%. Consulting, about 10%. And uh, brokerage uh, that I run, about 13%. Okay, so it's a really... It's a really nice spread, you know, looking at the yeah. at the same chart that you are, are talking about. So, yeah. and, and I, you know, I talk about the importance of like having digital products, whether, I mean, if you're running your own brand, it's yeah. such a high margin situation where you, you know, you create the product once, you can kind of sell it an infinite number of times. But, um, you know, to go on the other side, it, when people have a, a site, an affiliate site or a content site mm -hmm. where right. they can monetize in many different ways. If they could find a digital product, someone to be an affiliate with, with a digital product, it's a great move. And, and you know, you can see like how profitable it is and yeah. it, it just makes sense. So like with, with your site, uh, not this one, but with your portfolio of sites, yeah. do you try to find digital products to promote is that an important piece or is it kind of hit and miss depending on the the whole industry um yeah definitely if i see something with a digital product i'm willing to pay a higher multiple so in in my valuation framework that i follow and i, I teach um uh, if uh, even if the if the site has a digital product and even if it's not bringing much sales, you get a multiplier increase. I would say about two x increase in multiplier, um, just because it has a digital product and it's not always tied to Google. Uh, sorry, uh, tied to um, display ads or affiliate revenue. So definitely, you know, when I buy sites, I'm looking for that. One thing I would say though, 
I'm not a typical um, niche website investor. I have a shorter hold time, so I'm looking for easy wins on sites I buy that I can just buy, improve quickly, hold for a six months to nine months and then sell now a digital product you know you need to build a funnel you need to build an email list you need to build a sales page a landing page test what works um, test the price point and it's a, it's a longer uh, process so usually most of the sites i buy are not in that realm uh, because i don't have that whole time um, so in general for me it's not the best but for most people 90 percent of people yeah you should look for something with a digital product or an opportunity for a digital product when uh, you talked about the hrefs domain rating moving like so much i, I yeah. mean it, it just blows me away so it was <laughs> around 10 at the beginning yeah. of the 12 month period right and it's a relatively new yeah. site you said you know during the pandemic yeah. so 2020 time frame yeah. so you did get from 10 to 40 before the acquisition and you got the big bump yeah. so can you talk about some of the pieces that helped get you yeah. there i know just you know landing backlinks and getting out there is, is pretty tough yeah. i mean you're in a quite competitive industry with yes. every, everyone's a marketer everyone knows what you're trying <laughs> to do so yeah exactly exactly yeah sure um so so from yeah i started this i bought this domain in october so 2020 um so it was about 10 and early uh, 2021 January and initially the big boost happened through Harrow help a reporter out and I outsourced that to uh, Shauna Newman to you know her right she's yeah. been on the podcast um, she has an agency that does that um, and she was able to get my DR I can't say exactly how much but I think up to about 25 30 just by outreaching for me and you know, I had a very good success rate. I, I landed a lot of high quality links, but that's because my site was quality, uh, genuine and not a affiliate site. It was a genuine data-driven site, a, a legit uh, business. Uh, so that got that um, up there. Um, the next thing would be that I, I bought three other, two other sites um, to tack on, which was um, Another one was like a DR20 and another DR15, uh, flipfilter.com, flipwebsites.com. These are very relevant sites to mine, um, and they were much older. Um, they were just neglected, so I bought those and redirected, so that helped bring it up. Now I, I don't know exactly how much. Um, so Harrow, two other acquisitions. And then obviously um, I did a lot of guest posts. I reached out to everybody I know in the industry and it helps that I've been in the industry since 2008. I, I know all the names and they sort of know me. So whenever I reach out, it's a usually a 90% high chance that they say, yes, sure, you can do a guest post or sure, I'll give you a link from this page. So I did a lot of that from relevant sites. Um, and yeah, it was just a, you can see the trajectory. There was no big jump. So I, it's not like I'm cheating the system all of a sudden, right? That big jump was kind of, I didn't know what's going to happen from DN Geek merger, but in general, it's a pretty steady upward trend. Um, and it's just about building links, um, building relationships on a daily basis. Very good. And I know you mentioned before that you know you had a couple tools and those were good for attracting some links too can you talk about that a little bit yeah so i built a had a, uh, a development team out of india that i work with build me a pretty much in wordpress itself it's a deal feed 
it's called dofeed.io. Um, you can go to and check it out. It's it's essentially aggregates all the content sites and all the businesses for sale from the top brokers like Empire Flippers, Investors Club, Motion Invest, etc., and brings them into one place so that you don't spend time. Um, because if you are actively buying, each broker has a different way of presenting data, a different time period of the week they send out listings, sometimes random, and it's always scattered. The data is always different. Um, and so we kind of put it all in one place, saves the individual time um, in looking through the deals. So that was launched, um, let's say early 2021, uh, mid-2021. Um, and then I realized, okay, this, this, I can use the same tool, but add on pages to my site covering different keywords that are very lucrative, like Amazon FBA businesses for sale, Amazon KDP businesses for sale, dropshipping businesses for sale, SaaS businesses for sale, content businesses for sale. These are all keywords that big players like Empire Flippers, Flippa, all the big brokers are going after. And there's no reason that I can't be an unbiased source. I'm going after those keywords covering the whole topic in general, rather than a broker covering that topic, because there's a conflict of interest. Um, and so I use that tool, DealFeed, to add that same tabular format showing all the different deals on those pages. Um, and so I added a dynamic component because that the database is updating every few hours. So that content page was kept up to date every few hours dynamically. And that actually got me um, higher rankings, ranking for those very lucrative keywords, very competitive keywords uh, over time. Very cool. And did you end up getting a lot of backlinks like through that or it was just like a better piece of content? Um, originally in the main early on early in the year yes i got a few backlinks through launching of deal feed um these these other additional pages just didn't need backlinks they just <laughs> went up in the top three five i think i'm in the top five for most of them um and so i i haven't checked if they individually got backlinks um but i think over time they will and they'll just get to the um uh, top hit position one thing i will be doing uh, soon is actually running ads so instead of just waiting for things to happen there's a tactic that a lot of people have tried um, is you can run google ads and rank that not rank sorry push that article to the top um, essentially when somebody searches um, and that my article will show up and i'll pay for those clicks essentially but what that will do is whoever's researching maybe to give a backlink they'll kind of go to that and say okay this is a valuable page so i can bypass um, that and then get my article in front of the people who are going to give me a backlink and then you know do that for maybe three months see if i get natural backlinks um if not stop it but that's a kind of a shortcut way okay didn't uh hrefs do like a case study and they have some data on that i'm not sure i have to check okay. <laughs> that's good I, to know that, yeah. that reminds I, I don't know how it turned out i saw the headline and then okay. didn't read it like typical yeah. person in a hurry so i think they did something <laughs> okay i'll check it out yeah so it sounds like, you know, you can't make a mistake, but everybody does make mistakes. There's a couple of things that didn't work out in 2021. Yeah. And funny enough, it, one of them is like the other side of the coin. So the deal flow yeah. or deal feed or deal flow.io. Yeah. You were going to try and do something else with it. So you want to talk about how that yeah. didn't work, how you thought? Yeah. So um early when i had this idea that there needs to be a tool that helps investors sift through all the 
businesses for sale. My goal was to launch that as an MVP and then expand on it, um, expand on it by adding since I'm having all this data, I can do historical trends. I can look at historical multiples. You know, how is a multiple growing by niche, by monetization? Add on a lot of due diligence tools. Essentially, a full-fledged SaaS business um, around that. So what happened was I launched a MVP of DOFE, which is what it is today, um, and immediately put up like a paid subscription option that, hey, you can get access to all these deals in one place, saves you countless hours, um, but it resulted in no sales after many months of, of testing. So, you know, that's it's, it's not, maybe it's not a perfect sign, but it's a sign enough for somebody like me that always follows the 80-20 rule, <laughs> that just focus your time on what's important, right? That it's probably best I don't do that right now and focus on growing the website flip. So it's pretty much that failure or semi-failure resulted in how can I repurpose deal feed because I spent over $20,000 building it. Um, how can I repurpose it in other places on my site to add dynamic content, et cetera. So something good came out of it, but there wasn't a direct return on investment. There is indirect return on investments for sure. Gotcha. Yeah. I was curious how much you spent on the development, yeah. but, and you, I mean, you did get a couple links out of it and hopefully, you know, like you said, yeah. sort of indirectly, you were able to get some value, yeah. but I don't know if you, if you uh, mapped yeah. out the cost <laughs> per link, it may still be a little expensive. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think, I think, I don't think the ROI is directly calculated. I can't calculate it, but you know, again, one a few things that is, does help is obviously links, but also people that do visit it. There's it's a consistent flow of traffic that people directly come to the site because obviously there's a subset of people that this does help, um, and it, it, it what it does is increases my uh, uh, time on page. Uh, to more than three minutes. People are spending a lot of time on average. Uh, bounce rate is about 30%. Um, so it is helping all these other things, which indirectly help my site stand out um, in, in terms of Google. Very good. Anything else that didn't work out so well? Um, yeah, another thing, you know, I, I'm I'm always launching things. Um, and so one thing I did was I have this issue myself finding experts. Um, you know, there's SEO experts out there that work generic SEO, but niche sites, it's kind of a subtopic and not everybody understands it. Um, and so I wanted to build a job board essentially just to get specialists in the niche website uh, space, um, SEO operators, writers, developers, whatever, right? And, you know, launched a job board. I spent, I think, a week building, putting that together with a, a, a service um, that cost about $250 a month and, you know, launched it to my newsletter. I was hoping people would, it, it was free to, to get started, to post what you're looking for and people to respond. And there was absolutely uh, no listing. So I just shut it down. It's not worth the $250 a month. So, yeah. Yeah, that's a tough one. And I, I guess it's one of those two sided marketplaces where you need yeah. the suppliers and, and you need the consumers yeah. as well. So, yeah. you know, you hear about, uh, I guess, like forums are, is another example where when people yeah. launch a forum, sometimes they're in there talking to themselves, like making it look like there's people in there posting <laughs> yeah, things. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I could take, I mean, I guess once you get the traction, like it does run by itself, but yes, yeah, yes. that's a tough one. Yeah. yeah. And I, and I might, I might try it again. It's just that, um, 
at that time of the cycle in on the website flip I was doing things myself. I had a VA to, to help me for my, but I didn't have team members. Um, now I have a team of five that kind of do all these different tasks. And now I can actually work on expanding the business in 2022. So there might be that I can probably launch this and spend more time on it. But at that time, it was not worth it. How, how would you earn money from it? Um, I guess yeah. like if it, if it did work, how was your monetization plan? Yeah, it's all, I, uh, Whoever wanted to post a job, that they would have to pay for it. Maybe fifty hundred dollars for a posting for thirty days. Um, that's the typical job board model. So yeah. Okay, and I mean it does make sense. Like you said, there's other job boards out there, and I think having yeah. one where people actually do understand how to do things for our kinds of sites, it, it does make yeah. sense. Um, yeah. Yeah. It seems like there's a market there because I know, you know, a super common question is, you know, people want to hire an yeah. agency to do something, but it's quite expensive because the agency has yeah. overhead and admin they have to pay for and they have to earn money. So yeah. they're, I mean, they're hiring people, just the same people that you would hire and they're just charging the, the difference yeah. there. So yeah. there's certainly a market. Yeah. I, I, I think there still is, I guess it's, it's that issue of, you know, it's, it's a it's supply and demand both sides i have to kind of manage so um but yeah i i honestly still think there is an opportunity here so if anyone out there listening wants to do this reach out i'll partner with you <laughs> if you want to do the heavy lifting <laughs> there you go so you mentioned the team can you talk about your your team and what the people do and how that helps you out yeah yeah so yeah, good question. So I hired um, uh, five people um, and th nobody is like on a W-2 payroll or anything. They're all contractors. Um, some have fixed salaries. Uh, some uh, are writers that write for me and some are paid by the hour. Um, the first person I, I hired was what I call a growth specialist. So there's a lot of things, you know, when you're running a, a multi-revenue, multi-channel business like the website flip there's a lot of things that need to get done like if i launch a new product uh, i need a sales campaign uh, sorry a sales landing page put together an email campaign put together um, you know all of these things that take up a lot of time um, but so i hired a growth specialist i pay him a fixed fee per month and he essentially implements these crazy ideas um, they could be building a google sheet to track like he's right now building me a Google sheet to track which writer is bringing traffic for my niche sites, because I have a lot of writers for my niche sites. I have no idea who's the best. And so I can give them a raise or a focus, make sure they get most of the content. So these kind of tools that I need to operate my business, operate the website flip. So this guy just, you know, does all of that. Um, and then I have two writers. One of them is an analyst sales writer. Um, he, helps i have a membership attached to the website flip where you know at least once a week we publish some data-driven report where we analyze niche sites um, and do a lot of data-driven analysis and this individual helps me put those together put those write-ups together um does the analysis and, and the charts and whatnot um and then we have a generic technical writer who's also and one thing is all of these people i've hired are also niche website investors so they understand the space um they have bought sites they have their own portfolio some have sold some haven't but they know the game so i hire only experts 
So I have a technical writer who is a writer, but also writes for his own sites as well. So he can bridge the gap and help me put together content that's SEO focused. Um, I also have a domain analyst, which I've uh, talked about before. This is after buying DN Geek. This individual used to work for DN Geek, so he came uh, on board on my team, and he he sits through GoDaddy auctions and picks up quality domains to share in my newsletter. And then uh, recently, I think uh, November December, I hired an SEO uh, specialist. So this per- and these individuals work on multiple of my sites. Eighty uh, percent of the time, they're working on the website flip, but sometimes they work on other projects. And the SEO specialist is doing keyword research for my niche sites, on-page, off-page SEO, content audits, uh, etc. So yeah, those are the five people that are key uh, to my team. Okay. And did you notice like right away as you were hiring people that your, your plate was a little more empty and you had time to focus on other things or was it one of those situations where you hire them and actually there's a lot of training and it takes a few weeks before you actually free up? Yeah, good question. I think that issue of training is always um, there. However, I'm paying top dollar. So <laughs> my uh, writers are in the 10 cents per word range. So, you know, they are already pretty good. I'm not, I'm not cutting corners, hiring somebody at two, three cents that needs a lot of guidance. Like essentially I give these people sometimes even a title and they put together the content. I don't need to worry about anything, kind of trust that they, they write it well. And then I review it, obviously. The domain analyst, I mean, he's an expert in and of itself, better than me, so I trust his work. The SEO specialist actually was a, worked for Ahrefs, um, the internal team. So this individual knows his stuff, right? Um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm hiring very good people. Um, and paying a lot of money for them. And so the training in initially was just, hey, this is how I want things done. It's not how to do it. Um, so I'm not training VAs. I've actually hired experts. Perfect. Very good. And was it was it hard for you to cough up the money to pay for experts versus someone yeah. you're like, oh, I could train someone? Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's it, it's it's hard. Um, but what happened was after I hired my growth specialist, he took off so much off my plate, like these, they're not like, um, I would say they're not like repetitive tasks, but they're things that need to get done so that I can, that the sales can increase of the business. Um, and so he took those off my plate so that now I was able to launch my course. Uh, I was able to launch easy diligence, which is another product. So it gave me time to launch products, which then generated revenue which then allowed him to be busy with optimizing that revenue and building different things to optimize that revenue if that makes sense yeah well before we move on to what the plans are for say the next 12 or 18 months or something like that is there anything else that i didn't ask you about that you want to mention here about the last year or so on the website flip no i think i think we got everything Perfect. All right. Yeah. What's coming up then? What's on your plate? Yeah, I, I will say a lot. Um, <laughs> so obviously, um, I, I'm always out there buying sites to tack onto this. And actually, just three days ago, I just bought another uh, site to build onto another silo. And I can kind of talk to real quick on that is uh, I bought a how to create a blog.org. So, you know, 
the website flip is the main website flipping essentially buying growing and selling sites then we have domain investing that kind of talk that the connect and then it's more beginner friendly stuff like how to put together a blog uh, what is the benefit of a blog and all those topics so i found a site that was around since 2014 uh, also a dr like 30 has links from entrepreneur usa today uh, social media explore all these big sites and essentially now added on another silo on my site which is growing and building um a content niche site um and so that's going to be the next focus um to grow that silo and bring in more traffic that way so that's just happened like a few days ago. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm still on the lookout for more acquisitions. And these include content sites, age domains, email lists, social media profiles, digital products I can buy and tack on, SaaS tools, WordPress plugins, you know, anything that's going to enhance this business. Um, any questions or should I just keep going? Keep going. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I want to launch a podcast. Um you know, it's there's a lot of podcasts in our industry. There doesn't need to be another one. Um, however, this podcast is just going to be me talking through my case studies, what I'm learning. Maybe once a week, it's just me, 10 minutes. I'm sharing what's going on in the website flipping world, um, etc. So it's not going to be rehashing everybody else's or interviews type structure. It's just going to be me talking more like John Dykstra's uh, podcast uh, um, that he just shares his thoughts. Um, and then I have allocated about a $5,000 per month budget to build links that are high DR. So high DR means, uh, yeah, I'm not done building DR. My goal is to get this to like DR 80. <laughs> and, you know, the way the DR calculations work, authority, it's, it's exponentially harder to get that incremental DR after a certain point. Um, you just need a lot more. Um, and so, you know, I have... I'm trying to build links DR60 and above. So I've allocated about $5,000 a month and the links usually cost 500 to $1,000 at that level, DR80, 90 links. So it's it's gonna eat it up quickly and I have like a three month plan of $15,000 to invest in uh, building those links. Um, do you have questions? Yeah, on the, I guess, building those links. Are those typically in the form of guest posts or do you have to like find those or, you know, where are you getting those? Yeah, some secrets I'd like to keep to myself. So I will say that um, they they are guest posts, they are niche edits and that's not the secret here, but the where I'm getting them. So I have a, I've kind of built a network of, of people. They're not agencies that build links. They're individuals that have relationships um, with these different brands out there. And essentially, you know, they can give me a link um, and they get paid and things like that. So it's not really white hat, it's semi <laughs> white yeah. hat. Um, but yeah, I, I can't, I cannot share who I'm using or what I'm using kind of defeats the purpose of building a network. Um, but yeah, that's, it's, it's, it's legitimate links. It's not like I'm putting a link to one of my pages from a very irrelevant website, right? It's, it's, I keep it relevant because I don't, now every incremental thing I do, um, it's scary. <laughs> every incremental acquisition I do to tack onto my site, I think 10 times more than I did last year because now it's a legit business. I don't want to just lose everything, right? Just by um, doing one extra thing. So I'm very, very, very careful. I have I have some people who double check everything for me, like some more experts. Um, I just share the domain, say, hey, does this make sense to you? Does this look good to you? Can you just do an audit for me? You know, just to make sure things are looking like i just don't want to screw things up right yeah um yeah 
<laughs> okay, so there's some secret yeah. link source out there. And I mean, <laughs> I like I I don't know anything, by the way, for the listeners and stuff. But I was going to yeah. say, like, if you just work in an industry for a little while, like you meet yeah. people. Like you, you've been doing yeah. this for a long time, so it's not unusual yeah. that you would know people that uh, yeah. can help you out, and that know other people yeah. that might be able to help you out. So, all right. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and just a few things else is just double down on content. I'll probably hire a few more writers, um, and then looking for a specialist in terms of a deal flow specialist. Uh, I spend a lot of hours a week going through deals, putting it in the newsletter, um, writing those up. So looking for somebody to come in and help me with that so that I can free up my time there. Um, and then bring on new sponsors. Um, as the organic traffic increases on the site, there is no sponsors on the site itself. The newsletter has always had a sponsor, at least one or two since day one. Uh, but the website now is getting good traffic, 15,000 visitors a month. There's, there's potential of adding specific sponsors on specific silos and building up that revenue stream. Got it. Very cool. That's it. <laughs> there's a lot of stuff. Yeah, you sound like a, a busy man. So this yeah. has been awesome. Would love to get an update in a few months and hear how things are going. So uh, thanks a lot, Mushfiq. Where, where should people find you? The website flip.com. <laughs> Easy enough. Yeah. yeah, we'll link up for it. And um, yeah, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks a lot. All right. Awesome. Thanks so much, Ted. Definitely check out the website Flip if you haven't before. Mushfiq has a lot of great case studies and information. He has a few courses as well if you're interested, and you can certainly sign up for that email list. I do want to give a quick plug for my other podcast, Mile High Fi, where Carl Jensen and I talk about personal finance and financial independence. I try to plug it every now and then. There's a lot of great overlap in the interest that uh, entrepreneurs have and people in the financial independent space and, and people that want to start and run niche sites or earn money on the side. Sometimes those groups don't talk to one another too much, but as a person who's part of both of the communities, I see we have a lot of the same values just again and again. We just kind of frame things a little differently. So that's called Mile High Fi, and there's a link in the show notes so you can check it out. So I'm going to leave it at that today. I'm not going to ramble on too much. One, uh, You know what? I thought of one other thing. I interviewed Mushfiq a few other times, and they were fantastic interviews. I will uh, put some links to those as well so you can check them out and hear uh, the previous interviews, of course, but some of the backstory on the site that we were talking about today. So have a great day out there and we'll catch you on the next episode.